0: Welcome to Christian Revival Church with Pastor Art yet again. We hope that this week you'll be inspired by his message. This week, Pastor Art preached a message titled, And God Bless Them. Enjoy.
1: So we are talking about um, bringing order to chaos. In our personal lives, but also in our nation, in our world, that we will see God's kingdom order come to our world. Amen. So we spoke about setting your house in order last week. 2023 will be a year of supernatural acceleration by the power of God's Spirit, as we sang today. And if we are going to turn darkness into light, which we will, and... Turn chaos into order in South Africa and every other country. We have to understand who we are and we have to walk in the power of who God created us to be. We have to walk in dominion. We have to live as God's people. Not apologetic, not silent, not sidelined, not rollover. We have been born for this hour. Not to fly away not to immigrate, but to be the salt, to be the light and to bring change to our world. And, and, and I wanna talk to you today about your world because if you don't understand who God created you to be, you are never gonna dominate the space that God has for you in your private life and you will just be an onlooker like so many and just talk about everything that is negative. Amen. How many of you know that we are not called to be overwhelmed by darkness? We are called to overcome darkness. We are called to be the light and to be the salt in the name of Jesus Christ. So, Genesis 1, and I want to read from verse 26. The Bible says, God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion. That means let them exercise rulership. Not the devil, not the unrighteous. Bible says righteousness exalts a nation. The Bible says when the righteous are in authority, the people will rejoice. Not a lot of rejoicing in our country, but I tell you, it's going to change. This year, things are going to get better. Things are going to change in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Say amen over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, air, over the cattle, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, which includes the devil. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, not some chimpanzee. Like like, like somebody said, if you believe in evolution, you must be a true evolutionist. Um, Figure it out for yourself. You're a monkey. Uh, I come from God, I hail from God. I was created in God's image. I have the seed of God on the inside of me, come on. I have the greater one living on the inside of me. I come from above, I'm born from above. I come from God Himself, come on. Even if your mother and your father never planned you, God predestined you, God hailed you. God favoured you, God created you in His own image. Bible says, in the image of God He created him, male and female, He created them. That says that. And God blessed them. And God said to them, both the man and the woman, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. Not trying to have dominion. God says have dominion. I want to say again, dominion means rulership. God says rule, govern in my place. Bring my kingdom order to your life and to your world. That's why I've created you. That's why I've placed you in that position of authority. It says, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So God blesses them and God creates mankind with purpose. So God created you in His image. And the first thing God does is God blesses Adam. And we want to talk about the power of the blessing, what it means to be blessed. Because you talk to a lot of people, they will talk to you about, um, uh, Pastor, my 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 grandmother was cursed, or 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 there's a generational curse upon our family, or uh, I have a bloodline curse, etc. Let's see how relevant that is today. That as a child of God, can you be cursed? What is a curse? When somebody sits somewhere and throws a dolos, can they curse you? As a matter of fact, I'll I'll, I'll just give you a glimpse in the Old Testament. When Balaam came to Balaam, the prophet of God, and he said, come curse me, Israel. Uh, He took him to a high place. He looked at God's people. He said, I cannot curse what has been blessed. And I want to tell you this morning, you have been blessed in Christ. Come on. You are blessed and you cannot be cursed. Come on. You are highly favored by God himself. You are predestined by God for success. Oh, come on jump to your feet say amen and give the Lord a praise in the name of Jesus so the first thing God does is he blesses them then God instructs them the result of the blessing be fruitful and multiply and then God tells them to fill the earth to subdue to dominate adversity circumstances poverty social injustice to change the world as the light and the salt. And then God commanded Adam to walk in dominion. So I wanna tell you this morning, you are blessed. Uh, I mean, sometimes people wanna run around from conference to conference, prophet to prophet, like they're looking for something. You don't have to find anything out there you have been blessed. God created you blessed. God created you to have dominion. God created you to be fruitful and multiply. God created you with godly favour. God created you to be the head and not the tail, to be above and not beneath. Your nature is to go up and not down. It doesn't matter how you fall, it matters how you get up in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, the greater one lives on the inside of you and you have to begin to think right talk right, carry yourself right, so that you can do what God called you to do. Because if we are going to live like victims for the rest of our lives, we are not gonna change anything. We have to come to the place of understanding who we are, whose we are, and what we carry on the inside. That means we cannot be intimidated, we cannot be dominated. It means it doesn't matter where I find myself, I can rise to the top. Think about it for a moment. I mean, Joseph is highly favoured by God. Joseph is chosen by God. Joseph is sold into slavery. He's betrayed by his brothers, but Joseph never stopped thinking like a ruler. Even when he was in Potiphar's house, the Bible says the Lord was with him and Joseph became a ruler in Potiphar's house and then when he landed in prison, he still acted and thought like a ruler. It doesn't matter if you live in a squatter camp this morning, it doesn't matter if you have a job or no job, I wanna say it to you this morning, you are blessed, you are highly favoured and that means you are gonna rise to the top, you are gonna rise to rulership, you are gonna rise to kingship and you are gonna accomplish everything God has for you. Shout a good amen in Jesus' name. So you have been created by God to walk in dominion. With God's blessing on your life, you will excel. Not you might excel. It's like people look at people that, that, that multiply and increase and they think something is wrong. I remember back in the day when God blessed my brother's business. People said, I smoke a Why is it if God blesses people that oh, we always think there's something wrong? Progress is in God's nature for you. Progress is God's will for you. As a matter of fact, regress does not represent God. So if people fire you or you get retrenched, you should not see it as final. You should see it as a setup that God has something better in mind for you because you are favored. Come on, man! It doesn't matter what people say, what people plot, what people scheme. God has highly favored you, and that means you are gonna come out better on the other side. In the name of Jesus, Amen. I mean, I I, I watched one of these beautiful generals sitting here how people launched an attack against that person. And I uh, on social media and everywhere else, some political bodies, etc. And I just knew everything is going to be okay because that woman is chosen by God. No weapon formed against her shall prosper. God is placed in that place, and there's no devil in hell or jealous opposing individual that will stop what God has predestined for her. So to be blessed simply means to be endowed with God's special favor i mean, special favour, that gives you the advantage. It is invisible, but it means there's something weighty upon your life. To be blessed means to be empowered by God Himself to prosper and succeed in life. So God's blessing upon your life will enable you to recover your losses. God's blessing in your life will neutralise every plan of Satan against you every curse every plan your enemies will come against you one way but God will drive them before you seven different directions because you are favored by God Bible says his favor will surround you like a shield that means you are blessed I said that means you are blessed I I said that means you are blessed That means you are blessed. That means what God has predestined is gonna happen. That means you are unstoppable. That means you're gonna be the top dog. That means you are gonna overcome adversity. That means you are gonna be stronger than ever before because you are blessed, not by a bishop, not by a pope, not by a man. You are blessed by God Himself. You were created by God for blessing in Jesus' name. So God's blessing is gonna empower you to prosper like Isaac in a second famine your business is going to do better amen i don't care what's happening to the rand dollar i don't care what people say about the future of south africa i care what god says and 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 if god tells you to stay in south africa that means god's going to bless you in south africa because god's blessing is not attached to political Agendas. God's uh, uh, blessing upon your life is not attached to the decisions made in Davos. God's blessing upon your life is attached through your relationship with Jesus Christ and in Christ. You are highly favoured this morning in Christ. You are seated above in heavenly places, above every principality, power, might, and dominion. In Christ, you are blessed in Jesus' name. Ephesians 1 verse 3, the Bible says, Thanks be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Come on, lift your hand this morning and say, I am blessed in Jesus' name. Say it. So when God comes to Abraham, Our father of faith, the conversation is very clear and we have to get this. Because in the beginning when there was chaos, God brings order and then God brings man. God creates you and me in His image. To act like Him, that should chaos show up, we have the authority, the dominion, the ability to bring order, godly order. So after the flood, the second flood, first flood we understand is Genesis 1, second flood Noah, when judgment came upon the earth because of the wickedness of man. So what is the first thing God does to Noah after Noah and his sons come back on dry land? The Bible says God blesses them. God reminds them of the blessing. So if you study the life, and God says be fruitful and multiply. So if you study the life of Abraham, who is our father of faith, which I suggest we all do, of course, he's not just the Jews' father, he's our father. Amen. In Christ. So Abraham cuts covenant with God, known as the Abrahamic covenant, which is still applicable today and fulfilled through the seed, which is Christ, not Isaac. Although God tests him to offer Isaac, it is an anti-type of what God was to do in the new covenant. When he sacrificed his own son. That's why the Bible says those who are faith or of faith or or sons of Abraham are heirs according to the promise. So we have to understand the promise that God gives Abraham is applicable to us. Now, when I speak about generational blessing, I am so tired when preachers and people talk about generational curses and they want to quote Exodus chapter 20, go read the whole Exodus chapter 20 because God says, I will show mercy upon thousands of those who love me. So if you love God, you're a candidate for blessing, not a candidate for cursing. Come on, say amen in Jesus' name. You better believe it. You cannot be cursed. Oh, in South Africa a lot of people think they are cursed because somebody goes to a Sangoma or somebody goes to a witch doctor and somebody does something or somebody puts something in your house and you think you can be cursed. You cannot be cursed. You cannot be cursed because you have been highly favored. You have been blessed by Christ. The curse has broken. That curse that came through the disobedience of Adam and brought slavery upon the whole world has been broken the power of sin is broken the consequences of sin is broken oh come on in your life in jesus name that's what galatians chapter 3 says christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone that hangs upon a tree that the blessing of abraham might come upon the gentiles that's us who are not jews so now we share in the blessings of Abraham. Um, I'll show you now what conversation God has with Abraham because what people want to think is you follow God and you go broke. Because the poorer, the holier, it's, it's for the preacher, Lord, you, 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 you keep him humble, we'll keep him poor. And many pastors, the only holiness they have are the holes in the soles of their shoes. So when people see somebody blessed, rather than accepting God's blessing, people turn against it because we are so messed up in our minds when it comes to what God has in mind for us. Question, the Garden of Eden. Do you think there was any scarcity any poverty, any unemployment, any lack, any sorrow, any sickness. When did these things come? When Adam sinned, right? And when Jesus came, what happened? The blessing was restored. And that is why He prays and He teaches us to pray, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Bring the climate of heaven to earth. That's why as the church, we cannot sit on the sideline and accept People unemployed accept our clinics not working, accept the crime statistics in South Africa, accept the GBV, because that does not represent the kingdom of God. Come on, we are the salt, we are the light, and we have to rise up and exercise our dominion, which means our rulership our influence wherever God gives us the platform. We need politicians to stand up in the political arena. We need police to stand up in the police arena. We need our sportsmen to stand up in the sports arena. Come on, this is your hour for rulership. This is your hour to be a blessing. This is your hour to be an agent of change. If you believe, a believer, jump to your feet and give the Lord a praise, come on. I know people don't like it. But, but there is no Christianity without purpose. As a matter of fact, there's no relationship in this Bible that is noted where there was not a divine covenant between God and the individual followed by kingdom purpose. So people want to hear the first part of the message. They want to hear, yes, I'm blessed and I know that I am. Yes, I want to be the head. Yes, I want to be the top dog. Yes, I want my business to increase, multiply, etc. Yes, I have a dream, I have a vision. And they get excited and then you say, because of. And, and, and then it's not so attractive anymore because we've been taught to be consumers. So even when God creates Adam, God gives him responsibility Remember, the earth is empty, a lot of space to be dominated. So how does God expect Adam to dominate that space? Well, God gives him the ability through what? Through the blessing. God empowers him with special favor and that favor gives you wisdom, insight, knowledge, skill, ability, creativity. God designs him with the ability to tap into everything he would need. To do what? To be fruitful and to multiply. That means you can start a spaza shop and you can end up owning a supermarket change. Come on, that's a word for somebody in Jesus' name. That It means you can start with selling one flower and end up with owning a chain of, of, of flower stalls in Jesus' name. It means you can, you, because God says, whatever you put your hand to, I'm going to bless. Just get your hand somewhere. Just get yourself positive somewhere and allow God to begin to work through you. And as God blesses you, you begin to serve the purpose of God. So God comes to Abraham. Abraham is a wealthy man already. His father's blessed. His father's wealthy. But God wants a relationship with Abraham and God wants to establish covenant and the purpose of the covenant is still the same, for the whole earth to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. That's God's mission, God's assignment for people to get saved. And part of salvation is for people to be helped, broken hearts, healed. People depressed, delivered. People bound by poverty, which I think is the worst atrocity against mankind because there are so many social ills resulting from poverty that people have no idea that live in a comfortable space. I mean, people don't want to hear about the poor if they have no needs. But again and again in the Bible, we are reminded to think about the poor. I mean, if there was no poverty, I'm sure any one of these generals would agree and you can say it's not justified and I agree. But our crime would be much lower in South Africa, 40% unemployment. And I talk about these things and and, and it's like, I don't wanna hear that, Pastor. So what do you wanna hear? You wanna be part of the solution? You wanna be part of the problem? You wanna be part of the solution? Then you wanna believe that God has blessed you, that you are gonna be a problem finder a problem solver. That means you are going to become industrious. That means God is gonna bless your business. That means you are going to be like Jabez. You are gonna say, God bless me more. Not for selfish gain so that you can employ a thousand other people who can go feed 5,000 people and you can be part of the solution. Say amen in Jesus' name. Because if we pray prayers without purpose, they are selfish and self-centered. So if, if, I, if I was God and, and you pray to me as God, which I'm not, before you misquote me, bless me God with a billion. I'd say so you could give it to Tottenham. That's not even your money, it's the taxpayers' money. I don't know where that came from. Must be the Holy Ghost. God, give me a job. Why? (laughs) You know, the Bible says you should pray for a job so that you could have not to eat, but to give. (laughs) So when you pray for a job, He says you pray for a job not to feed yourself because He says you don't even have to think about feeding yourself because you have a Father in heaven. Seek the kingdom. So He says when you ask for a job, the only reason you ask for a job is so that you can have something to give. We think it's all about us. I wanna be a doctor, why? I wanna be an advocate, why? How how many pro bono cases are you gonna do? And respect to our doctors that um, give their time on a weekly basis and serve in different clinics. And um, some of them amazingly give their time um, every week, uh, uh, their expertise, their skills, and operate on people free of charge, etc. That's king to my brother and my sister. When God is blessing your practice that you still take your time uh uh uh, and you go help people that cannot afford i mean i watched somebody on tv last night the woman has been waiting 10 years for a hip replacement because of our fantastic um um uh, um, medical what medical We're gonna fix these things. And and the way we're gonna fix these things, the doctors have to fix fix the rubbish in the in the medicine. The, the the lawyers have to fix the corruption in the political arena, come on. The politicians have to fix the corruption in the political arena, come on. The sportsmen have to fix not just that what would Jesus do, but actually serve Jesus Christ on a Friday, Saturday night after the game as well, and be a light for Jesus Christ. Come on, we have to fix what he's broke. We have to fix it, and the way we're gonna fix it is by understanding we have the power. We have more power than anybody else in the world, come on. We have more light in us than the darkness people in the world have out there. We have the solution, but we just refuse to engage. And, and by engaging, I'm not talking about sitting behind your computer or your cell phone and spitting your little opinion against somebody. I'm talking about being an agent of change where God has placed you. Amen. I mean, our church isn't massive, but it is large. Um, but you know, when I preach to six people in Lady Brand, I preach like now, maybe more uh, passionately. Because I never saw six people, I saw tens of thousands of people. Um, I had a staff advance. We just had it with hundreds of our people coming from all our churches all over the world this last week. And I was thinking, when I just had two people I had a three day staff advance. And we spoke about, we're gonna change the world. We're gonna build churches everywhere. We're gonna plant churches everywhere. But we had our staff advance, amen. And we spoke for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours hours about what we were going to do because we had a vision. We saw what God had in mind for us and we've not taken our foot off the pedal. We are gonna do much, much, much more for God. Come on, not time to take a back seat, CRC. This is our hour to be louder, to bring change where it matters for the people that are suffering in South Africa. So uh, when we talk about blessing, uh, sometimes people just talk about blessing, which is money in your pocket. Now understand, blessing will bring prosperity, but blessing does not equate to prosperity. A lot of people with a lot of money and a lot of sorrow. So Proverbs 10, the Bible says, The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. Meaning you don't go on drugs in the process, lose your mind in the process, lose your soul in the process, lose your salvation in the process, lose your marriage in the process, lose your children in the process, because then you have money with sorrow. You are just using your God creative ability without walking in the blessing, which is purpose because there is no blessing if it's not attached to purpose. Three amens. So, uh, you know, people have had this conversation with God. Oh Lord, if you bless me, I'll go anywhere. Then God blesses them and they never go to church, okay? God, I'll if you bless me, I'll build the next church. And you didn't give a cent in the previous building project. And God's blessed you. What's up? You're still a Jacob? You're still a deceiver? You're still a cheat? You still lie to God? Time to have a God encounter. Time to be broken. Time to have a character change, a heart change. Because your love for money will cost you eternity and eternally. People don't like this, but somebody has to tell you. I know people walk in here every week. They wanna come and see what's happening at CRC. Then they hear this, then they, because it makes you feel uncomfortable, right? If somebody says, you can't just sit there and soak, you have a responsibility. How great does that feel? It doesn't. Well then my question is, how great are you gonna feel the day when you stand before Jesus Christ? And I never told you, you will stand before Jesus one day and you'll give a count for what you did for his kingdom in as much as you've done it to the least. You just abdicate your responsibility, my brother, you'll give account for it. God's blessed you for a purpose. Whether it's God's given you a home, God's given you a child, God's given you a car. It's to bring somebody else to church. Every blessing in your life has a purpose. God's given you influence because God has a purpose. God has given you health because God has a purpose with your life. Everything about your life has to do with kingdom purpose. Amen. So as beautiful as those kids are, they are not your ultimate purpose. As beautiful as my grandkids are, six, they are not the ultimate purpose. And I'm not anti-grandchildren. Some of you would think I am. No, I love them, but they're not my life. They're a little part of my life. He is our life. He is the length of our days. He Jesus Christ, are you listening to me? Are you listening? So Genesis 12 is one, the Bible says, The, the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family. That's not a word for you now to leave your family, okay? Because people can take scripture out of context. And from your father's house to a land that I will show you. That's not your scripture now to immigrate. Because then I'll give you Genesis 26 where God says to Isaac, stay in the land. So people come to me, they say, Pastor, I was reading and this scripture jumped out. Then I say, okay, let's just flip over there. Because there's a scripture that says you have to go and there's a scripture that says you have to stay. So which is it? So don't come Bible me. You can find a scripture for anything. But you and God know whether it's real and authentic. Amen. The start of COVID, I wanted to buy a boat. I did. I thought, I'm not going to get into a lockdown like this. My, my God called me for more than sitting and talking to a camera once on a Sunday. I'd die. I'd rather go learn to sail the, sail the oceans. Amen. Then God took me to the book of Jonah. Because following Jesus is an adventure. Come on TV, I love you. Thank you for being with us. Have a great week. Keep Jesus at the center of it all. God bless you. Amen. Amen. It's the problem when you read the Bible, the, the, the Bible is the the Bible brings you back on track, right? So people, hear something in church that doesn't sit comfortable with them. So then they think, okay, I'm not going back to church next week. We are yet to be instructed in the ways of God. We are not yet to be pacified. Growth will require change. Sanctification means the process of change. So if I know my life is out of order, I want to bring my life in order. Not just the first steps, but then living for the glory of God. And it's easy for people to say, well, my business is for the glory of God. What does it mean to you? Well, hallelujah, praise God, amen. I have a fish on my head for the glory of God. No, my brother, that's not what it means for the glory of God. For the glory of God is for your business to exist, for the earth to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. That means you would be an active, financial supporter of accelerating and advancing God's kingdom in the earth and making Jesus Christ more famous, then you can say, my business is for the glory of God. Otherwise, it's just some religious little thing that you say that impresses everybody but God. We have to cut through the chase and cut down to the truth. So if you say, my life is for the glory of God, or you talk to people and say, oh, glory to God. What does that mean? What does it mean? Oh God, he's a partner in my business. He doesn't want to be your partner. He's your owner. He wants to own the business. He wants to own you. He's not a shareholder. He's the owner. Some You know, look, I'm not 28, so I say things as it is. Um, back in the day, people used to come to me and say, oh, we, we're a director's meeting. We made God the director of the business. I said, okay, so how do, you, how do you vote with God as a director? So that means you can outvote God. So I have news for you. Your business is going nowhere. Suddenly, so this government as well, that outvotes God, that where God is nowhere, God is in no conversation. They think they can fix this country without God. They're not going to. They're gonna have to humble themselves. They're gonna have to not just call a day of prayer. They're gonna actually have to humble themselves and seek God and repent, repent to the nation, repent to the people, repent. They're gonna have to repent if they have any chance of ever, ever, ever playing an active role in, in politics post next year. Listen to me very clearly what I'm saying. Because God will not tolerate prolonged arrogance that is to the detriment of people. So God will love you, but God will resist your arrogance. Because what impresses your friends does not impress anything in heaven. You're not gonna get to heaven one day and God says, wow, that was a nice uh, painting that hung against your wall. And it's fine if it impresses your friends and you're a tither and you're a giver and you give to the poor and then you have expensive stuff in your home, but that's fine. But if you're not a tither and a giver, what are you doing with expensive stuff? Because you're using God's kingdom money to impress other people. You are created by God for His glory. You are there to advance His kingdom. That is the purpose of your life. Naked you have coming to this world. Naked you are gonna leave this world. That's just how it is. So he says, and I'll finish because I have to go. He says, I will make you a great nation. So when God blessed Adam, it was for greatness. When when, when you get saved, it's not so you can just live a get-by life. God restores significance. God restores dignity, vision in your heart, but you need to come awake to it, believe it and live it. And no matter where you find yourself, you have to begin to act as if you are blessed. And and that's one of the problems in our country. Everybody's talking like a victim. And I did have a few people not like the Jan van Riebeek comment, but let me say it again. Jan van Riebeek is not here, okay. He's not running our country. So you can have your conversations about Jan van Riebeek next year again. But Jan van Riebeek is not going to resolve our problems today. We need the people in power to resolve our problems today and take responsibility in Jesus' name, okay? Whether you like what I have to say, I care less because it's the truth. Your racism, your victim and making everybody else believe they're a victim because of Jan van Riebeek is not changing our country. Start educating the people and stop just talking about education. Build toilets and stop uh, talking about put dignity upon the poor if you want to do everything and stop blaming everybody else for your failure. Get dignity to the people. Empower the people so that the people can build a better South Africa. We don't be able to hear all the time why they can't. People need to hear that they can in Jesus' name, that they are blessed no matter who's against them, no matter where they come from. You are blessed by God. You can get out of your squatter camp. You can get out of your environment. You can progress in life because of the blessing of God. Because Jesus came as your saviour. No political party can save you. Jesus already has done the job. You have been liberated. You have been saved. It's time to wake up, rise up, stand up and act like you are blessed and change the world where you find yourself in Jesus name. Amen. What must I do? must I blame the English for putting my grandmother in the concentration camp? They did. Where's the blame going to stop? I'd be mad with the English. Wouldn't help me a bit. So, we've got politicians to incite black people all the time to be mad with white Afrikaners. It's not going to change this country. Listen, become a voice. Begin to carry yourself as blessed right there where you are. When everybody else acts like victims, you act like a blessed man of God, a blessed woman of God. When everybody else says it cannot be done, you show them it can be done. By the power of the Holy Ghost, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When everybody talks negative, you choose to be a positive talker. You choose to be a yay-sayer, not a naysayer. Come on, in Jesus' name. Oh, we're never going to change this country. Stop going where people want to take you. And go where God has taken you. Seat it above. In heavenly places. Far above. All principality, power, might and dominion. So God blessed him. God has blessed you, you have a future, you have a hope. And it's those people that will walk in the power of the blessing that will change South Africa. It's our time. No matter how many haters, no matter what the opposition, you stop aligning with everybody and you begin to align with the principles of God's Word and you rise up in your Christ identity because that is the place you will be the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. That is the place you are blessed in Christ. You are blessed in Christ. You have a future and a hope Christ the world is at your feet in Christ you have the ability to dominate to be in rulership to be in leadership and to govern the earth wherever God has placed you come on be an agent of change and let those people in your world see that Jesus is alive because you carry yourself different, you talk different, you walk different, and you are a blessing. And when God blesses you with a little, you help those who have less than you in Jesus' name. You become a voice of Jesus and carry the blessing of God. Come on, if you receive the word, get to your feet and give Him a praise.
0: Father, as we just come and we lift our hands to You this morning. We thank You for the wonderful presence that's already in this building. As every head is bowed and every eyes closed in this place and believers praying. Pastor spoke so many true things this morning. And one of the things that stood out is that God wants to bless you, but our blessing is in Christ Jesus. And maybe you're sitting here and standing in this place today. And if you had to die, you are not sure if you would open your eyes and know that you'll enter heaven. But maybe you used to serve God and for whatever reasons, you've drifted away. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, believers praying, no one looking around. This is your opportunity to make sure that you move into it. Maybe you're serving God, but you're not in your whole purpose. That you're not sure that if you had to die, you, you're vasculating, you're still not sure. And it is important to know that because you serve them doesn't mean that you are still walking in the same relationship but it's your opportunity to come into that. And this morning, we want to give you that opportunity. So in a moment, I'm gonna ask, if that is you, quietly, wherever you are, you're gonna slip up your hand and say, Pastor, please pray with me. And I promise you that when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, He will come into your life and He will be that part of you that will help you and guide you and walk with you as the Holy Spirit will lead you. So if that is you, maybe not, that you've never given your life to Christ. Maybe you did and you've drifted away. And if you're not sure, we want to make sure today. If that is you, quietly, wherever you are, just slip up your hand in the balcony. Come on, I see the hands on the flank. There's hands on the balcony. Thank you here at the bottom. Come on, if that is you in Vintuk that are watching in Kruinstad. Come on, if you're watching, come on, You, you lift your hand this morning and you say, God, I'm coming back. If you've lifted it, you can put it down. Some of you are still uneasy. There's uneasiness in your heart this morning. And you know that you know that you should come back. We are pleading with you this morning. Come on, make right with God. Let Him come into your heart again. Let Him be your Lord and your Savior so that you can walk in the fullness and in the purposes that God has for you in this life. So if that is you and you haven't lifted up your hand, slip it up now. Thank you so much for the hands that's being lifted. Family, we want to say to every one of you that's standing in the front, please look at me. God loves you more than you can ever imagine. And that is exactly what our pastor preached, that his heart, God's heart for you, is far greater and better than you can ever imagine. Maybe you never had the support in your life. Maybe nobody saw any good in your life. But God promises and He says, if you walk with Him, He will change your whole life. Your family will be better off. The generations after you will be better off because of this decision. So let's never take for granted this moment because today is a day that you're going to write in your Bible. This is the day that I either came back or for the first time. And you're going to remind every time when things come your way, you're going to remind yourself, this is the day that my whole life changed. And I'll walk in this and I'm going to walk with God. And as a family, we love you. We want to help you and encourage you as much as we can. And that is why in a moment we're going to pray for you. Then we're going to take you into a room where we'd love to pray for you, help you and assist you in this journey. There is so much... That are happening in our world, but we want to tell you you're not alone. So if you allow us to be part of your life, we will guide you, we will help with you, we'll pray with you, we'll stand in agreement and help you through this process, so that you may become a blessing to someone else again and bring them to church, so that they may experience what you're experiencing today. So would you be so kind, please, just close your eyes, put your hand on your heart, and just pray after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today, and I believe that you died for all my sins and that you rose again and that you live forevermore. I thank you, Father, that from today I can accept this new life and I thank you that I can be brand new, that the old has passed and the new has come. Thank you, Father, that I can be your child. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, family. What an incredible message from Pastor Art yet again. We hope this message has impacted you as much as it has impacted us. We want to extend an invitation to you. Visit us at one of our many churches across the country. If you would like to find out more, go to www.crcchurch.com. Thanks for tuning in again. God bless.